Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You You Are Are That. That. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. We really can't. We don't. We haven't learned how yet. No. All right, we have a remote episode coming your way, which means your brain at some point is going to say, Hey, this sounds a little different. Let your heart tell your brain, hell yeah, it does. And I'm into it. We have an amazing comedian on the podcast. We know his super funny ass because he came all the way across from the East Coast to the West Coast. We have Mr. AJ Foster here with us. Thank you for joining us. That was such a sweet, sweet intro. I got amazing right out the gate. Amazing comedian. I was like, you are I mean, who's amazing. fucking into all they talk about? Me? Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Is someone else joining us, he said. <laughs> that sounds great right? oh you are really great you are that i love the way you you snuck the uh the podcast title in there that's like in the movies <laughs> when you're watching a movie and you, you wait to see how long into the movie they put the title in oh. you guys drop it within oh. like the first 60 seconds <laughs> <laughs> we rarely do it maybe like half of our guests they'll sneak it in later and it feels like mm-hmm. a fucking trick you know <laughs> I call it a yat back. It's like when you get back slapped by somebody like, oh, you How used my own words you. against me. Oh my God. I dig it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us your stats. ASL, bro. Dance on Lifestyle is so deep. All right, I'm AJ Foster, comic <laughs> from Bronx, New York. I've been doing stand-up about 10 years. Was doing some some decent touring until COVID hit. And for the last six months, I've just been in my apartment trying to find what the next step is while I play lots of PlayStation. That's what's been going on lately. <laughs> you you, you kind of hinted to this already in, in my intro. I met you guys, which doesn't even seem that long ago. It was, yeah, it feels like yesterday and 10 Right, years right, ago. right. I was over there for the Undertow Comedy Festival way out in Lincoln, mm-hmm. Portland. That was really fun, and I was looking forward to coming back and doing that again. And Undertow Comedy Festival was kind of like a grown-up comedy camp and shannon and i lovingly worked our way in shannon said hey i got a a catering gig with some friends of mine they're doing a comedy festival at this sweet haunted inn it's historic do you want to come and i was like hell yes drop everything i had her at haunted inn she was like food i don't give a shit comedy and haunted inn i'm there at least she got that info before she got there i didn't i didn't know about the haunted shit until i pulled up (laughs) like oh yeah by the way this place that you're sleeping in yeah there's ghosts here (laughs) right until we're running around coming eye to eye with mannequins and boats going what the fuck that place was insane and i think it made us all feel you had a job to do like you came and like did show we just got to hang out and kidnap comedians and bop around and it was so freeing and so much fun and shannon made lots of bacon that's what i do remember i did <laughs> was that so was my bacon. jam see i had a job to do too but it was only like feeding the people and then our job became collecting the people we we're growing mm-hmm. to love and making new best friends and then touring the coast and showing you guys cool shit because it was that was so that was fun. honestly my favorite part of it i mean the, the shows Aww. the shows were cool but early on in the festival 
the the little clicks started to separate and you know yeah. who's hanging out with who and i i i don't i don't even know how it happened it was just organic i ended up hanging out with you guys for most of the time and you guys took me out to the coast and we were in the little shops and we got ice cream together and I, that was the the most fun just hanging we out we gently kidnapped you. that was the best that's, right. that's yeah we did happened. we urged you it was a little bit of like you know in the movie where the the girls are like get in bitch we're gonna go do stuff my That's version was, I don't even know how, you're like, we know exactly how the fuck it happened. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking stole you. It was great. And then we're like, Todd, get in. He's like, I'm already ah, in. Yeah, Todd. Like, I'm already there. I think the funniest transportation for my backseat was Todd Masterson, you, and Ron Lynch. It couldn't be more different demographics mm-hmm. anytime i'd go to get my car i'd just turn around and what people shannon had rounded roosted up in her little farmer <laughs> hand she gathered the people and i just turn around and go head count we're doing this okay so and so's got okay cool we're just where are we going and that always turned out super duper fun it felt like um like a grade school reunion i feel like we all knew each other from when we were little and we got to hang out again mm-hmm. as big kids it was like a big like a sleepaway summer totally. kid like we went to elementary school together yes. and then we all separated and went to different middle schools and we came back that next summer and went to the summer camp exactly. that's what it was like that's exactly what it felt like it was all weird it was the <laughs> coolest time ever <laughs> So I just ran around that place getting super stoned, hella stoned. And at one point I got so high that I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was like walking around in circles outside because I'm like, I'm too high. I'm too high. (laughs) Laying on the bed in our creepy haunted room. That was amazing. Shannon was laughing at me and I was like, the only thing to do right now is to put on my cruise and playlist. So I put on like seventies music. She just laughed in my face. So then I got up and was like, I have to get out of here. Oh and then God. I ran into Judah Freelander in the parking lot. And he was like, this place is fantastic. And I'm just staring at him like, Oh my God, it's Judah Freelander. And I'm so high. And he was like, what do you know about this place? No, he, he's talking to me. And I'm like, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Oh my God. And then we became like best friends in five seconds. I fell in love with him <laughs> and then went back to the room and was like, Judah Freelander's outside. And Chan's like, you're so high. And I'm like, no, he's, we just. <laughs> this, yeah, right. This sounds like a really high dream. Right. Like, if I wasn't there, I, I would, I wouldn't believe this. Was I was like, so you're, you're making this shit up. The fuck? <laughs> then we're, we're doing cooking for the show and, and Judah's eating salad out of a giant tray because he hasn't eaten all day. And I'm telling him about the salad. We're broing down and having a great time. And the Bonnie walks in and he goes, hey, it's you again. And I was like, what the fuck? This is the weirdest place. <laughs> became, it's like, so fun. Weird instant besties and all had their places they like to chill but the best part I think was all of us just piling in a car it was me you Shannon and Todd and we just went into town and went to a bunch of different shops each shop we went to had weird things happen that all of us Mm -hmm. were like is this really happening and we would die laughing it was just such a good laugh vacation And it felt so amazing. And I just have to say, Mm -hmm. after meeting you, AJ, I've never been more self-conscious of my own laugh in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was drinking something and you just killed me. (laughs) Well, I find out that I'm a comedian's nightmare and I didn't realize it. Bond has this. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's authentic. It's a genuine laugh, but when you're on stage, it's, it really stands out. It's just really obnoxious. Like it'll cut you off mid set up punchline or whatever because she doesn't laugh at the right parts either. Like (laughs) there's a, there's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to comedy, right? Sit in the front row and support my friends. And that's, I feel like, the most supportive thing I can do. However, I'm a visual and audio distraction. Oh, man. We have photos of you. You are laughing so hard in these photos. Yes. But the photos are being taken of you laughing in my face because you were like, are you kidding me? Because we're watching Ron Funches. And yes. we're like stage right, <laughs> right in the front, off to the side, kind of in the shadows. So I think we felt a little incognito, but then Ron turned to me and was like, right, Bonnie? And like starts like telling me, which made me like cry laugh. And then I get that wheeze oh that God. goes from the joke hits me. I try to contain myself and then I replay it in my head and then it, oh my gosh, it takes me over. And then I'm laughing, but I'm laughing into the 
beginning. That's what it is. It's the, it's the replay. replay you're it. still you're replaying a joke, and he he's already on <laughs> something else. The rest of the crowd has moved on. We're we're two minutes <sighs> into the next setup, and Bond is still laughing at the previous one. I've never laughed in <laughs> cahoots against my sister's suffering with someone harder mm-hmm. than you and I laughing at her, AJ. Because I was like, <laughs> oh no, but it was so naturally great because you looked at me like, she can do it again. And it fucking happened and we both died. But then you capped it by laughing like Spongebob because you were so uncomfortable. She Spongebobbed so hard. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful torment. <sighs> it was an ab workout mm-hmm. that entire weekend. You know how you're supposed to get like a an amount of belly laughs to like keep yourself healthy. I think I'm still riding the high from that still because it was such a good weekend. You say you're saying you got a couple years worth of belly laughs in, in a solid three days, so you don't need any more for a while. You know they say like if you're feeling down and out, you need to listen to something that will kind of yeah retrain your brain or get yeah. you out of the moment. Well, I had been going through dark times mm-hmm. and I felt like I hadn't laughed in so long, and I was just going to like help my sister and it ended up being the medicine I needed to get the fuck out of my own head and just like be present and all of you saved me. That's great. And I look back on that time like it was one of the most beautiful moments. I still have my hoodie. My undertow hoodie. I oh, me too. I wear it all mm-hmm. the time. I have my glass ball. AJ, you got your glass got, ball? Yep, I do. I got it right on my TV stand, entertainment system, whatever. They're so cool. But Bond, that's what you just said. That's probably one of the best things about you know my profession what i get to do as a comic you know as as comics i may not be the only one but i think we're we're very critical of our our craft and we're our own Mm -hmm. toughest critics and we're always trying to improve and get better and sometimes you think you're not doing as well as you could be and this set didn't go so well and i could this joke could be funnier but when you hear that it touched someone in that way and just made someone's life a little better and made them get over whatever they were going through. If they're suffering dark times, they could just get away from their problems and troubles and just have some laughs. And that, that that's a, it's a great feeling to know that I can spread that and help people like that. You definitely do. And meeting you, it was yes. like a, a tag team of the fact that all of these performers like hit me in my funny bone in a way that I wasn't prepared for. So it was Mm -hmm. like extra jostling to Mm -hmm. my soul, which is probably why like my laugh lasted three minutes too long. I just (laughs) fucking needed it. Okay. And then your personality as a human, you were just so fun and fun to be and like down for whatever, like your humor was amazing. And then you you as a person, you were amazing. And you on stage, you light up a damn room. We fucking love your style. Thank you. It's not necessarily like self deprecating, but it's that commonality that people can relate to of, Hey, here's a story. And here's why it's fucked up. And here's why mm-hmm. it's funny because it happened to oh, me yeah. and everyone can laugh at it. That's, that's my goal. That's, that's what I go for when I'm writing. I usually write from, you know, personal experiences, things that are going on in my life. And I try to write about stuff that other people can relate to because I feel if I'm telling some story that's just doesn't matter how funny it is, if the people can't put themselves in that position, it's not going to hit as close to home mm-hmm. with them. So if it's something that I feel like a lot of people are going through this, I think they'll be able to see my point of view and see where I'm coming from. It makes it that much, you know, funnier when I'm delivering it on stage. Weird shit always happens to me when I'm traveling. A couple of weeks ago, I'm sitting in the back of an Uber. I got an Amber alert that described the car I was sitting in. <laughs> I started getting nervous because at, uh, at that point, I realized it was another passenger in the car. I was like, I don't think I ordered an Uber pool. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at her like, bitch, I think you're getting kidnapped right now. <laughs> but then he dropped her off safely at her destination. I'm sitting back there by myself. And I was like, all right, bitch, I think I'm getting kidnapped right now. <laughs> And I wasn't even that sad that I was getting kidnapped. I think I was more upset with the fact that I was paying for my own abduction. I didn't like that. <laughs> One star for this. I don't like this trip. Eh? You have to give me some money back for this, man. You have a the deadpan twist. Oh, it's so true. You also have the delivery way where you get people in, you talk light about stuff, and then you're like, okay, but now listen to once, this Once shit. you hook them. Just yeah, check yeah. this out. The things that you're pointing out, and, and within my set, it, it shows me that you you really pay attention. We like comedy. Yeah, too. yeah. That shows like that's 
that's deep. We have niches. Comic, <laughs> yeah, you you understand the the craft and what went into the construction of a joke because you're talking about the, you know yeah. the way I led him in one direction and you know I took him in a different. It is that, a craft. Yeah. It's not easy. Not everybody can do it. And honestly, not everybody can do it well if they can do it. You're excellent at it. You have the right job. These guys are great. (laughs) I love it. You also have like a shtick where you're like, well, I should be way more famous than this. But this is where I'm at. And I full-heartedly agree is everyone needs you on Netflix right now. They need a new Netflix special. I would love that. Wouldn't that be dope? Like I'd be you, so fucking stoked. Your name I, in lights, bro. And I, it, I see it happening for myself, but I, I'm also in no rush. Like I'm, I'm the the slow and steady wins the race type of person. Like I I don't I want the that. instant fame. I don't want to take shortcuts. I just want to keep that on grinding until I get what I you know deserve and I actually earn it and get all the way there. But I I, I see it coming. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a longevity in doing it that way when you do it the hard way. You know? And mm-hmm. it comes across in your comedy. Like your sets are very poised in a way that they're structured, your timing is good. And it's not like you're grasping at straws and like trying to get people to laugh. This whole thing is funny right now. So I'm going to really latch onto this mm. trending mm. fad mm. And, and, and I'm going to do what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it comes off very genuine. And I could definitely see you at some point getting scooped up by someone who's just like, you are you, you are your own product. Mm-hmm. You are the real deal. And we need to show people this. And it would be so cool if you got to have like, I I don't want to compare you to Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. You know, he does whatever the fuck he wants. But Uh I would love to see his last special. They did the behind the scenes stuff with him Uh and you got to kind of see the person behind him. I feel like that's what you deserve. That's that's Uh high praise right there. Thank you so much. Dude just the way you hold yourself is there's so much more to you and you you show that in your comedy but then you as a person it's enveloping honestly he's one of my biggest influences he's one of the people that really made me want to get into stand-up um watching a lot of his work early on when i was in high school and stuff i got a lot of comparisons to him just because of the personality and because of the the tone and the the energy and the delivery just for the people that don't know my stand up much like I'm talking right now in this podcast. This is how I am on stage. I'm not over the top. Totally. I'm not super no. animated. I'm, I'm just really being myself. And like you said, you really pay attention. And I feel like you're inside my head when you were talking about the fads and I know not trying know. to, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's creepy. <I> <laughs> When you're talking about just not trying to follow the fads, like what all of this new stuff that pops up and you know, people getting all this fame off of doing certain whatever trends pop up on TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a TikTok right now where you're I you know what no dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I downloaded TikTok. I put up one video which I thought was pretty funny. And then my second video, they removed it because I had a song in the background. They removed it because of, you know, copyright infringement. And I was just like, man, fuck this app. And I never made any more after that. (laughs) I downloaded TikTok and I let Aiden watch all of the TikTok people. And then he started asking me for TikTokie all the time. (laughs) And because he likes certain snippet songs and dance moves. And then I uploaded a video and it's, the stupidest thing I've ever done, but I find it hilarious. So it only amuses me. And I don't give a fuck if anybody else likes it. It's so funny. So I'm gonna go and look for that as soon as it's this is over. Shit. <laughs> I'm holding a tomato, oh. and it and it has the Titanic song in the background, and it just says "Gardeners at the end of the summer." And it's so sad, and the tone is so sad, and the wind is blowing. It's so yeah. stupid. But it's so fucking funny to me. There is not a single 40-year-old gardener other than me on TikTok. So nobody's going to find that hilarious. But I don't care. Very small, very small demo. (laughs) We have questions for you that are all nostalgic and fun and crazy. Mm -hmm. I have one that is super nostalgic because it takes me right back to the weekend at the beach, which we keep talking about. Mm -hmm. Mainly, it's focused around ice cream. (laughs) We had a few awesome moments in ice cream shop, and I think it's really worth talking about. But first, my question is, what is the favorite thing that you would get from the ice cream man as a kid? (gasps) Oh, that's a good one. I would would go really basic. I wasn't big on the the packaged ones, the the weird clown with the gummy nose. I didn't like none of that stuff. I just wanted regular 
vanilla cone. Sometimes I get a little jazzy, put some sprinkles on it, but that's that's about it. How are you so cute? I think that other stuff costs more too, and I could get a, a vanilla <laughs> cone for a dollar. It was like you get the little clown package thing. It was like two and some change. So just give me a cone. Man. Mom, ice cream man, and she's like, no, and you're like, remember, I'm a cheap date. She's you're like, right. Here. <laughs> cheap forever, Throw a babe. dollar out the window. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, I remember hearing that sound coming around the corner mm-hmm. and every chubby part of my little body was like hair on end. <laughs> oh, here it comes. I need to give me some ice cream. And Choco Tacos were the expensive thing uh-huh. and we had expensive mm-hmm. taste. But I'm still a sucker for like an ice cream Sammy. Give me any oh, flavor yeah. ice cream in between that melty, gross brown chocolate. Like the cheapest ones, the better. If they stick the to my bullion. fingers, then I have a treasure when I'm done. Gross. But we're we're in such a different world now. Yeah. I like I said, I liked the regular cones back then. Now I wouldn't even dream of eating something like that with all that's going on in the world. You want that package stuff. I there were strangers passing me ice cream with their bare hands when I was a kid and that was so acceptable. The drip from their hand went on your hand and you oh, said, thanks, oh. mister. Dude, our ice cream man when we were in California, we had dueling ice cream trucks in our neighborhood. It's one of my top favorite memories. One of the guys straight up looked like he kidnapped and ate children and we still bought ice cream from him. And he was he was scouting. That's what he was doing. He, <laughs> he looked like a super villain from a Disney movie and he never made the news as far as I know. I just think he liked ice cream and And none of your friends ever disappeared? No. <laughs> their parents just thought they ran away? No, they went no. back in that ice cream Unfortunately. Truck. No, we had the brattiest kids on our street and not a goddamn one got kidnapped. You said unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, vanilla cone, if you're feeling fancy, sprinkles. Right. What did you get at the coast, AJ? You had a yeah, we need to discuss because no. we still don't know if you had a double I, cone or not. I, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're getting at. Can I set up the Oh, scene? do it. You yeah. have to. So we go into this little tiny seaside mom and pop. It's like a mini shopping center. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a kite store, an espresso ice cream shop. On the promenade, you know? And we're getting ready to go to the beach, but we're like, we got to have some ice cream. So we go in there and there's this like screamo kid that looks oh, yeah. like... Someone I would have been friends with in the early 2000s. Total straight and seen hair, a little bit of eyeliner, all black clothes. His name was probably like Devin. Or, El- or Eli. <laughs> he looked through his hair at us and looked like he didn't want to be there and he didn't want a job. And he at didn't all. like the sun and he didn't like the coast. And why the fuck are you in an ice cream? <laughs> we go in there and he's like probably like a 20 something year old kid. And we're all ordering ice cream. It's two comedians and loud ass Shannon and I. Yeah. So you know there's the four of us we're probably a lot like yeah for him to deal with anyway he was just not having it i'm indecisive so i'm picking out my cone and i'm like aj my treat mm-hmm. you get whatever you want mm-hmm. i'm gonna buy you some ice cream and you were like no and i was like do it so you ordered a cone and i had gotten two scoops and picked them very seriously <laughs> He, like, mumbled to you, like, oh, you want one scoop or two scoop? I remember you looking over the counter, and what did you ask him, AJ? (laughs) I think I asked him this before he even said, I I said, do I get one scoop or two scoops with that? And he just says, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that answered nothing. (laughs) AJ and I just look at each other. Like, we make eye contact, and I shrug like, oh, and you're like, oh, you're like, I'm down with whatever. You're so low maintenance that you're just like, if he gives me one, okay. he gives me one. If he gives me two, cool. At that point, I'm like, this is free ice cream for me anyway, so whatever. <laughs> Little did we know you he would have been half thrilled with vanilla and some sprinkles. <laughs> oh, we went waffle cone. We went extreme. But then mm-hmm. we're outside, and I realized that after he rang me up, he's like, do you want your receipt? And I was like, nah. And we get outside, and AJ goes, so is this one or two? We like we never figured it out. And we're all like eating our ice cream and taking silly photos and whatever. But it stopped us in our tracks of enjoyment because he was like still confused. I was so con- because it wasn't really like a carefully crafted scoop. It's not those commercial scoops where you can no. clearly see where one scoop ends. And it was just a blob of ice cream sitting on top of the cone. I'm like, is this... 
Is this the single or the double? He he didn't clarify that for me at all. It's a mystery. We will never know because no. I never got my receipt, so I don't even know what I paid for it. She's ice cream rich, so she don't care. It's right. Fine. I don't She's need like, my receipt. Seven dollars? Who cares? <laughs> Seven dollars for a single scoop? Yeah, whatever. Yo, I was eating for free and watching free comedy and yeah. go where I want, do what yeah. I want, so I could buy you some ice cream. And there was all the bacon you could eat because that's how I do. (laughs) And anytime anybody got snacky, we were like, let us make you a snack. Because we had all the food and we would make secret sandwiches and stuff and put them in there and be like, when you get stoned later, so-and-so, just go down in the fridge, round the back. It looks haunted as well. And inside we put secret sandwiches in here for you. That was my favorite. I'd go put my apron on with a little flourish in this old-timey kitchen with this giant walk-in that felt like you were Uh probably going to get trapped in there and die. It was the perfect setup for a scary movie. Mm -hmm. Like You could probably hide a lot of bodies in that walk-in. I loved making sandwiches. And bacon. I remember the bacon so much because I... not in Portland. You at don't all. eat bacon. In a, in a haunted mansion. Yeah, I don't. I don't eat pork. <laughs> but I ate so much there and I loved it. See, it's just my bacon. That's the thing. Right. See, I've turned I've turned vegans with my bacon, not to brag or anything. If I ever went vegan, that would probably be one of the things that I it would, would miss. Ruin you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put bacon on anything, it's better. It it's a- is so cool. And I don't and I don't eat it not for religious reasons or anything. It's not like Oh yeah, I'm I'm a Muslim. I praise Allah, but she converted me for that weekend. It's not like that. It was just <laughs> I don't know, I don't I don't really <laughs> I don't really eat any uh, pork or beef. I don't eat red meats at all. It's just you're gonna live way longer than us. Yeah, I, that's why I don't do it. But I'm not sure at this point. That's <laughs> I mean, it's just a it's a myth that someone put in my head at some point you've hit that playstation mode where you're playing a game and there's just that song that's like nothing really matters (laughs) yeah i want to eat bacon i want to be happy in the now oh i want a shirt that says that i I want to eat bacon i want to be happy in the now it's a good sentiment well (gasps) i have a question that also ties back into the coast we just talk about the coast Perfect. This it's is all the like coast it. podcast. Sure. <laughs> okay, so we went to a year-round Christmas store in the spring at the yeah. coast. I remember. And you watched us run around, pick up shiny, weird-ass baubles, and at one point you just stopped and you said, "Where's the black section? I only found this puzzle." And <laughs> <laughs> that was the Obama puzzle. Oh, I remember. You found the Obama puzzle. <laughs> And it was so good, but you brought it out and the look of joy on your face popped out and you audibly said something along the lines of, you guys, I found something black. (laughs) This is is it. (laughs) This is the one item. That was probably the blackest thing for miles. Yeah. Yeah. uh Uh It's like they ordered it on accident. (laughs) (laughs) The Oregon coast is predominantly exhaustingly white. Here's the best part about the Christmas store. (laughs) The most awkward thing was that a little old white lady oh God. came up to us to be helpful. And she let AJ and I know that there was an Afro-American section of ornament that we hadn't, we hadn't yet seen. Yeah. And she stumbled over it. She wanted to be helpful. She didn't know, she how, want, to she didn't know yeah. how to not be a white lady at that oh, moment. Yeah. And again, he and I just made eye contact and we humored her and we're like show us where is that lady like she walked us over and we found black christmas ornaments and the theme was predominantly sports <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. yeah but it was very like write your kid's name on their sports ornament oh. type thing like fill in the blank they're all kind of and at that point i'd just rather them not have any right at all. and we were just like okay we gotta walk away from this but here's my question if you could create a black Christmas ornament for your child's self, what would that ornament look like? Watch, he's mm. like, yo, I'm Jewish. Oh he dropped it on us right now. No. no. <laughs> um, and this is probably uh, heavily influenced by events that recently took place. It would be uh, a Black Panther Ooh. ornament. Oh, oh, that would be so good. good. Damn. That's what I would do. That's a good answer. I do remember you specifically looking that little old lady in the face, though, and asking her where Black Jesus or Black Santa were. And I fucking almost pissed myself in the Christmas. Morning. You guys remember the the most minute details <laughs> yeah. about this? Oh, I remember 
everything that's funny because right about then Todd rounded the corner and goes, Oh my god, guys, it's a pug. It was the best. Do you have video of this week? Do you have like a transcript no. somewhere that I don't know about? <laughs> there were so many moments. I have a picture of you holding that puzzle and you know that's making the Instagram. Oh, but I know that, that I know that picture. Yeah. Good. The joy. I think it's one of those times where we needed that weekend and the joy so much that we were doing that thing where we were hella present oh yeah Mm -hmm. and we were mentally recording all the good times i don't have a good memory but i can picture most of that weekend you guys were mental mental scrapbooking the whole time that's what was going on (laughs) one of one of my best memories from that weekend was i think it was probably the rap party so it's at the end of the festival last night and we were all doing karaoke (laughs) Rod Lynch was uh, doing karaoke singing Gangsta's Paradise. He is such a beautiful soul and he's down for whatever too. And that was really fun. Oh my God. And I had a really (laughs) loud conversation with a bunch of dudes about the do's and don'ts of breastfeeding. It was the weirdest fucking after party I've ever been to. Yeah, how do you, how how do you get there? I don't know, dude. How do you, how do you get? <laughs> I don't know. Like, one of my favorite pics is um, I, it was me, you, Shannon, and uh, Todd on the beach, Aww. and uh, we all had the undertow hoodies on. You're welcome. And we were like facing the Bonnie. You took yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, I was like, get in here. It looks misty. Be be thoughtful. Look out mm-hmm. to the ocean, like you're thinking. Frame that. Yep. I love that, but I also love the one where you were like, I'm going to take a picture of me in the ocean, and you're laughing. You have the biggest smile on your mouth. I love that one, too. Yep. Your <laughs> smile isn't, I'm putting my feet in the ocean. Your smile is laughing at my reaction to you saying, this is my first time ever in the ocean because I'm black. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, no way. And I believed you. So I was like proud of you for going in the ocean. And that it was fucking laughing. <laughs> You're laughing in my face going, God, you're so gullible. And you're cracking up yeah. at me. And But the picture looks like I'm at the beach. This could be an It just ad. looks like black boy joy. Yeah, it looked, yeah. Like, it looked like ocean joy on your face. But it was you laughing at my face for something fucked up you said as you entered the water. And she was like, oh, my God, yay. And you're like, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually swim pretty well. Like I break so many molds and stereotypes. It's mean that people have that stereotype. I went to a, a co-worker's house um, for like a cookout. This is years ago, a long time. And um, they had a pool. It was sort of a little pool party. And I jumped in and they were like, oh, my God, look at him. He's going like a little fish. (laughs) That would be such a fun prank, though. Like, this is how fucked up I am. Oh, no. Oh, no. I were you. I would do the fall in the pool thing and then be like, ah, Uh and and see how many people jump around. And tell you like, like, I can swim fools. (laughs) You guys are idiots. Bunch of racists (laughs) and you swim out. (laughs) No, they're... They're really racist if they think I'm drowning and they don't try to help me. True, <laughs> true. Listen, you started it all, AJ. I did. You joked in my face. Oh, but it was good. Mm-hmm. And then laughed into my own face. That is a great photo, though. I know. You look so charming. It looks like an ad for just getting away, you know? <laughs> this guy says <laughs> vacation vibes. Since you're kind of a thoughtful weirdo like me, I figured you would have a good answer for this one. What weird job would you think would be fun to have for like a week? I've always thought being the person that got to name bank robbers would be really fun because people come up with things like pumpkin headed bandit. And I'm like, I could do better than that. That would be a fun ass job. <laughs> I see you. My mind went in a completely different direction. Like <laughs> I'm you, weird. I you know. chose something like that was just really goofy and cartoonish, naming bank robbers. And I was thinking like working at a cemetery oh, or something. That's, or that's cool though. A morgue worker. Yeah, I want to be the guy that works in the morgue and you know pulls the bodies out of the, of the little cabinets on the, the little steel trays. My friend does mm-hmm. that. So she gets to Mm -hmm. see all kinds of crazy shit. And Mm -hmm. I would honestly, even with her horror stories, I would totes want to do that for a week. I think it would be totally bizarre. I'm curious what kind of horror story. Because I'm such a chicken. I couldn't do it for more than a week because I would be terrified. But 
Like what kind of horror stories did she have? She was telling me a story and she said, I had the most horrible thing today. The examination I did was so awful and so bad. And I interrupted her and I said, was it a baby? And she said it was a baby. But they also have decomp weeks where is something you don't look forward to. It's like the week you want to call out because it's all the sludge bodies that have been rotting forever and you can't get the smell out of your skin. It's just when you find that treasure trove of all those blue bins in the woods from when they catch the latest serial killer. And then you're like, decomp week, a whole bunch of bins of sludge. Uh I've been listening to too many murder podcasts. I am so sorry. Yeah. Are you into true crime and stuff, AJ? Do you watch like forensic files and stuff? No, no, not really. Um, I used to love Dexter. But oh. no, no reality stuff. I actually, um, this is gonna be a pretty morbid story, but my neighbor actually passed a couple weeks ago, oh, and I, I didn't know the guy. He just lives down the hall from me. Did you um, smell him? Yes. No. There was a like a little lingering smell in the hall. You were playing PlayStation for so long, you started smelling. No, 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 no. Is that my life now? No. But his his door <laughs> his door is right next to the uh, the trash chute, the trash compactor. Oh, okay. So the first time I smelled, I'm like, oh, there's something jammed up in there. And then a couple of days goes by, and it gets a little worse. And I'm still not thinking much of it. I'm like, oh, this the super's got to do something about this. And then. Later on that same week, police and the coroners are all there and they're breaking down the door. And then when they finally open the door, oh, hallway. This this happened probably three weeks ago. I would say it just started to smell normal in the hallway last week. So two things. Mm -hmm. If you Mm -hmm. smell something, say something. Gross. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Second, you can never tell your new neighbor. My my super, when he told me what happened, you know, all the police come, he's like, yeah, he must have been in there for about two weeks. I said, you know, I I did smell something a little weird. And the first thing he said to me was, well, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, well, if you were doing your job, you would have known already. Why do I have to tell you? Also, it's New York. You're not going to be friends with your neighbors. No, it's like the rule. That's true. Like, I get it. It's quarantine and things may be a little more kumbaya, but like. It's really not, though. New Yorkers don't have to make friends with each other. That's actually historically I don't even accurate. know what he looks like. I've only, granted, I've, I've only been living here for about a year and a half now. Um, I don't know most of my neighbors. A I, year and a half is a long time. Yeah. We lived here for six months and we've had neighbors just come to our door and I have to be oh, like, no. we're quarantining. Mm-hmm. You know, go away. Friends of mine that have moved here from New York are my favorite because they still have the look on their face and I feel like you can both vouch for me because you know these people. <laughs> You're walking down the street with someone from New York and somebody looks at them and waves and they're like, what the fuck is this Who guy's from? They give you a look man. like, do I fucking know this person? Yep. They're irritated by people waving at them. We don't really talk to strangers here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something we could talk very early on. New neighbor rolls into dead guy's apartment. New neighbor moves in. You know, time has passed. That neighbor shows up at your doorstep like, hi, I'm your new neighbor. I brought bagels. You'd be like, you're a serial killer. Yeah. 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 What are you doing? I don't want, I don't want nobody's dirty bagels. You keep your bagels. (laughs) Somebody dropped off apples and I pretty much chased them off our porch and then threw their apples away later and was like, I'm an awful human, but like self-preservation. Don't give me your COVID apples. (laughs) One of my neighbors did bring me cake a while back because, uh, It's an elderly couple, and oh, I bet it was good. The wife, she had a wheelchair. She fell out the chair, and he couldn't get her up on his own. So he he doesn't even live right next to me. There's probably about five or six apartments in between us. But he came all the way down and knocked on my door. I guess because we they see me and my wife come and go. And we're pretty, you know, nice. We smile. We don't really talk to many people, but we will say, you know. Hi, how you doing? And keep it moving. So we don't know them well, but we're, we've always been polite to them, and that's probably more than they get from some other people. So you're approachable. Yeah, you're that's exactly. Friendly. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he knocked on my door. I helped him get her back in the chair, and then the Aww. next day he comes over with some cake, and he's like, "Thank you very much." Okay, old people don't count. That's the rule. That's different. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me. There's a caveat. Old old couples don't count. One old person is a serial killer. <laughs> old couple is fine there's rules to this game <laughs> sorry <laughs> the 10 crack commandments of serial killers that's hilarious there's rules to this <laughs> shit i wrote me a manual 
Well, I assume everyone is ready to murder. Or has murdered and hasn't been caught yet. I think people are murderers when you see them walking down the street and they don't visibly have a Bluetooth in. Bluetooth? What is this, 2005? <laughs> it is. By the way, we went back in time. Everything yeah. is way better now. You don't, you mm-hmm. don't see they have anything in their ears, right? But they're just smiling mm-hmm. like they just heard a joke. No. <laughs> just people smiling to themselves while they walk are like my pet peeve. I think they're so gross and they freak me out. I'm like, I don't care if you're remembering like the bomb ass hookup you had last night. You're just reveling in that glow. Yeah. But like, keep it to yourself. Smile on the inside. Those people make me lock my car doors when they walk past. I have this weird habit of I'll have my my earbuds in my ears and I pretend like I'm listening to music even when I'm not. Sometimes I just like being nosy. I like to hear what's going on around (laughs) me. And it also makes you, uh, you know, unapproachable. People won't bother you and try to talk to you if they think you're listening to music. Yeah. You just put on a nod. Like You're telling my secrets. I got caught the other day because this guy was talking to me and I'm ignoring him doing my, hey, I'm listening to music thing. And I didn't realize I didn't have the earbuds in at that point. So I just looked like a fool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like getting on the subway and he was, I, I felt like he was going to ask me for, for money or something. And I was just like ignoring him. And then after I swipe and I go through and I start walking down the stairs, I went to adjust it in my ear and I realized I'm just touching ear. And I'm like, oh, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So now you're extra weird because you're mm-hmm. probably smiling and nodding. Yep. <laughs> so you look like a serial killer. That's yeah. awesome. This guy's the crazy guy. Oh my god. You gotta reverse it somehow. All right, I'm gonna take it away from murder. <laughs> enough okay. murder for one podcast. I'm gonna get fun. So kids' competition shows were mm-hmm. the jam in like 80s and 90s, especially in the 90s. They included such gems as Wild and Crazy Kids. Nick Arcade, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, Double Dare, Mm -hmm. and Legends of the Hidden Temple. If you could go back in time and compete, what show would you love to participate in? And what would you be bringing to the table for your team? Out of the ones that you named, Legends was probably my favorite, Legends of the Hidden Temple. But as soon as you said these kids' competition shows, the first thing that popped into my head was Guts. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Guts! Guts such a good one. I always felt like I would smoke everybody on that show. Climbing the crag. I was like, these kids are slow. That crag, that puzzle piece you get to take home reminds me of not American Gladiators. It does. It does. It was kind of the new one now with the rock that I can't even think of. Titan Games. Titan Games. I love that show too. Yeah. It's so good. Titan Games reminds me of American Gladiators. It's hosted by The Rock and oh. it's competition for like physical endurance. And then they have like this giant temple ending crazy thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do a whole kit and caboodle. But it reminds me of those, the kids that grew up and mm-hmm. were like, we're still athletic after high school. <laughs> those people moved forward into like bodybuilding, firemen, army. And they're like, I'm going to go ahead and take on Titan Games. And it's like American Gladiators in a way but you don't get shot at by tennis balls. And it totally reminds me of Guts because Guts had that like end game that was mm-hmm. you worked your way up to it and then you were a champion. I like that, but I really liked American Gladiators too. That was a good one. Good. I wish they had a kid's American Gladiators. They have American Ninja Warrior now. Yeah, I watched that too. But you know, they, they say nothing is new. Like everything is remade nowadays I, I never even put that connection together that titan games is just recycled guts yeah. for adults True. So grown-up guts <laughs> i love the ones that had like the big mega thing that you work towards at the end mm-hmm. i love legends of the hidden temple because i always yes. wanted to be a purple parrot i thought that would be like the dopest. <laughs> silver snakes is that what that one was silver snakes green iguanas and the blue barracudas oh did i just make that up blue barracudas <laughs> you're right it was well, blue okay. barracudas. You're good. we're picking teams i like it it starts to come back but then um i watched the secret on legends of the hidden temple recently the production company only had enough 
prize to give to a specific amount of people. So Legends of the Hidden Temple was rigged because at the end, sometimes it was writers and sometimes it was random people that dressed up as the guys in the temple that popped out and grabbed you and you needed you needed that little thing you earned yeah. for an extra life yeah. to be able to keep going. And when you got captured, your next guy ran in. So they made it so it was very hard to win. Oh, There was only 30 winners out of like 160 teams or, or shows or something like that that's lame yeah and the person that revealed it was the original host oh no he knows everything yeah. childhood's a lie taking it back to when you were a kid kid did you ever get away with anything big like in school or at home when you were tiny mm. telling yourself it's confession time <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say i got away with anything but I, there was a big lie that I still don't know if my mom knows till this day. I'm sure she's not listening. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not going to tell her that I did this podcast. But um, <laughs> I chipped my tooth when I was in eighth grade, I think. Yeah, I was the beginning of my eighth grade year. Chipped my two front teeth, actually. And my mom asked me, how did it happen? And I said, oh, I almost missed my bus after school. And I was running. And there was this uh, crack in the sidewalk. And I tripped. I oh. fell on my face. I didn't want to tell her the real truth, which was I was just play fighting with my friends and we were wrestling after school. And I fell on my face when I jumped on somebody's <gasps> back and he bent over when I jumped on his <gasps> back. So I just went face planted over oh, his shoulders. God damn. That hurt my face physically. You know, the craziest part was it didn't hurt when it happened. I guess it was just all the adrenaline. So my yeah. face hits the floor. I did feel that my lip was busted. I, you know, I could taste the blood in my mouth. And there was just like this like really grainy you know taste in my mouth i just thought it was like sand and dirt off of the ground but it was your teeth just ground it up yeah oh my god and i didn't I, I still didn't know so i'm i'm spitting out pieces of my tooth i went to look at my lip in the rear view mirror of a, a parked car one of the side mirrors and <sighs> that's what i noticed i'm like oh shit my teeth are fucked up oh my god Dude, they must have been your baby teeth because you have a beautiful smile. No, now. no, I got them. I got them fixed. I just oh. good, good dental work. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that for a while though. It was like that for pretty much the rest of that year. Like I, when I went to the dentist, they wanted to fix everything else in my mouth before they fixed that. So Hell there were no. there were like a series of eight appointments before I finally got the the oh, chip fixed. That's so mean. So my eighth grade graduation pictures, my my yearbook, I have this weird goofy looking smile where i'm trying to cover yeah exactly i'm trying to cover cover the chip with my, with cover my bottom left <laughs> cover the whole <laughs> the deception oh that's an expensive lie too but at least you weren't like throwing your friends under the bus no and you made it your own fault yeah yeah the worst lies when you get someone else involved and that mom calls the other mom and you're Oof. like i'm just kidding it would always be weird she would my mother would tell people the story like years after this happened i'm already an adult and she's just like yeah like that one time where you were chasing that bus and you chipped your teeth <laughs> in my head i'm like oh yeah yeah mom that's what happened sure did. Oh. <laughs> yep don't go chasing them buses just stick to the rivers and the streams that you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> At least you can remember your lie. Yeah. When it's that much physical damage and it's something that you have to repair over time, that's, that's yeah, the oh, shit. You, you remember that one. Yeah. Shannon and I covered up oh, God. injury so left and right. Oh, and God. some of them were just really stupid, but we always like corroborated our story. I tried to cover up an injury one time. I, I broke my wrist when I was in the oh. second grade, I think. Jesus. And um, my aunt, she's uh, she's nine years older than me. She's my mom's youngest sister, so she was she was more like a big sister to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went to the park with her, and I was flipping off the monkey bars. That's what I was doing. I was flipping off the monkey bars. Something my mom told me not to do, mm -hmm. and it was my last flip. Like my aunt was like, "All right, it's time to go," and I was like, "All right, one more. Let me finish. Yep, this let spin. me do this last flip." And I flipped <laughs> off the. And I mean, when I say flip off the monkey bars, I mean. I pulled myself up, stood on top of the bars, and I was flipping off. Oh my! Oh my God! God. That's not what I was yeah, picturing, no. but it was let's, still let's dangerous. Clarify that, yeah. <laughs> the stupid, reckless oh shit I was doing God. as a what seven, eight year old. So on this last flip, fall down, break my wrist. It's like 
bone not poking out of the skin but my whole wrist is just lumped up and it's just curved over to the oh side my and my aunt is like oh my god oh my god what, what are we gonna do we gotta get you to the hospital and i'm just still adrenaline i'm just like you know what it's it's not that bad let's just go home and pretend nothing happened she's like what are you talking about your whole arm is curved we gotta take you to the hospital i, I knew that i was gonna get in trouble and the trouble of, you know, mom. Dude, yeah. That's why we lied about exactly. our injuries is you have to weigh out is the ass beating we're going it's, to receive yes. worse than the injury that just happened to me. Because, like, skin, knees, and elbows. It was my left hand anyway. I don't write with that one. I can't. Yeah, just... Right? Well, and we're from the era of spankings. Let's mm-hmm. be real. It, it went out in the early 90s. Like, most kids that grew up yeah. after that. Spare the rod, spoil the child, whatever. I'm from but. there, too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's if a parent took off a belt, you had to weigh out: do I run or like am I going to? I was a runner. I was a runner. We scattered, and then whoever they caught first got the most. Of I it. would run and like slide under the bed, and one time she got a broom and like tried to poke me from under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and this was my other favorite thing: I would try to layer up if I knew I was about to get it. I was uh-huh. like, All right. I'm about to get beat. Let me let me go put a sweater on or something. I'd come out the room with like two pairs of pants on and three sweaters, and then she would just make me take my pants off anyway. <laughs> eh, you know, it's the time. Yep. 80s spankings are normal, but like that's why you hide your injuries. So you're like, do I go home and be in trouble, or do I just keep skating and wipe I'm the blood? Definitely off? not telling my mom about this podcast. She's gonna be like, you lied to me and you made me out to be a child abuser. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> fine we all turned out fine it's fine it's not a big deal how did your wrist get fixed though like real talk did you go yeah to yeah no i had to go to the hospital oh it was too much of a cliffhanger yeah no i got fixed <laughs> i had a cast on for the rest of that year but you you learn from shit like that and then uh i never flipped off a monkey park again <laughs> you're like i am not that nope. aerodynamic i could have had future in gymnastics but that day ruined it all and then I became a comic. <laughs> you got it. AJ, in this crazy, busy adult life that we live in now, what is one simple pleasure from your childhood that you wish you could just revisit? Um, That's a good question. I used to really love the game of basketball. When I was a kid, that was my dream. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the NBA one day. And I used to play every day. And I stopped playing competitively after high school. And right now, I can't even remember the last time I touched a basketball. This is something that I did before school, you know, during school at, you know, gym class and playing for the school. And I would come home after school and go straight to the court, play until it was time for me to go home. So I absolutely loved it. And it's been years since I touched a basketball now. I just, I want to, I want to play again. I didn't realize how much I wanted to play until now i need to just play to get some exercise and you know for recreation now i loved basketball when i was a kid man are basketball courts open there right now Now they are yeah they were they were uh, they've been open for i want to say probably about two months now most of them are because at one point you know during the height of quarantine they actually the city went around they 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 took the rims off yeah yeah yeah. but that is such a good time we used to go down to the grade school and just throw the ball around until like all hours me and my two little brothers Mm -hmm. i was so obsessed during the winter months the court would be frozen over just ice covering it and i would go out there with my boots and like kick at the ice to just clear enough space for me to be able to play oh little aj foster with his salt bag (laughs) that's so cute all bundled up with his earmuffs. Oh, I just pictured him in like a tearaway snowsuit. He's just got like a full uniform underneath. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I got a maintenance man suit with a, with a full NBA warm-ups underneath. That's what you're talking about? Yes. Well, then I need to know exactly. your verdict. Thumbs up, thumbs down, Space Jam. New, new one? What? Old one. Old one? Oh, Classic. yeah. Both thumbs up. I love that movie. Everybody loves Space yeah. Jam, man. It's so ridiculous. I had, the, I had the poster in my room, and I told my mom, I want those yeah. sneakers. Like, those are the first pair of Jordans that I really wanted, wanted. It was the Space Jam Jordans. Yeah. I love it. Priceless, man. That soundtrack was amazing. It's a pretty disrespectful movie to the rest of the, the NBA players, though, that were right. in it. Like, it we're just going to suck your powers away, and then you're completely useless as humans now that you can't play basketball. <laughs> you're only good for one thing. Yeah. If you guys want to be in this, you'll have about three lines. We'll pay you nothing because Jordan. 
but we'll like keep your face in it and we'll make the aliens look as dumb as you look. They took their (laughs) skills and they couldn't even function as human beings. Here's what you think about us, Um, Mike. I have a confession. I never saw Space Jam. You were just above the age of Hitman. It being appropriate? Yeah. I was baffled by basketball though. Like I was the girl that went to go see cute boys playing basketball, but I'd get so bored because I didn't understand Mm. any of it. Sports, stupid. I like baseball and softball. I'm weird. Weird. Most people hate watching that shit. You kind of said that like that. I like turtles, kid. I like, I like baseball. <laughs> I like turtles. I also really like turtles. <laughs> that sucks. I like turtles and baseball. That's shit. Damn it. That kid's from yeah. Portland, too. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't know that. We are going to hop into this or okay. that. Are you prepared? Um, as prepared as I think <laughs> I will ever be. Hold on to your butt. Hold on to your uh, butt. It. <laughs> it is time. Candy or chips? Candy. Sega or Nintendo? Nintendo. Cold weather or super hot? Oh, I, I don't want to choose either one of those. You have to. I, I guess I got to go with cold. Or die. I got to go with cold. I got to go cold. Knife to your throat. I mean, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. Uh, night owl or early bird? Night owl, definitely. Host a game show or be a contestant? Uh, host. Ooh, that'd be fun. Thought about saying contestant, but Steve Harvey gets paid, man. I want them. Fuck I want yeah, them Steve does. Harvey. Check. And he gets to just make fun of people who yeah. are too dumb to realize that they're the butt of the joke. Those are my favorite. I love oh it. Steve Harvey is yep. one of my idols. Would you rather be covered in spiders or covered in snakes? Uh, snakes. Snakes. Good call. Same. <laughs> Hashtag same. Samesies. I hate. I hate them both, but I figured. I don't know why, but I, I always choose one sort of evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You do. I like it. I'm an asshole. And I thought of you and I said, he hates spiders and snakes. I know he does. I do. I definitely Without do. knowing. Because mm-hmm. I know you, man. You know your soul. If we were on Fear Factor, yeah, I think I could manage that. The only thing I wouldn't be able to do on Fear Factor is eat nasty stuff. I couldn't eat like larva or maggots. Anything that has oh, a pus God. pocket, if you bite it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's so gross. Bull testicles. I'm not eating that. Come oh, I, I could get down with some testes. That's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shit. I mean, that podcast is great, but that one bitch eats balls, man. <laughs> she likes it. So I don't know if I could listen anymore. She's Or we get a whole new demographic. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone is into that. Right? Testicle Festival. Ooh. That's the new name of our podcast. What we're into. Gross, and I like the name though. All right, AJ. We would like you to tell everyone where to find you on social media. How can people follow along and see your hits? Follow me just about <laughs> everywhere at AJ Foster Comedy. So that's AJ Foster Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. AJ Foster on Facebook. I don't have a wikipedia page yet but one day i'll have some cool stuff on there i know yeah that's my favorite thing that you say is someday i want to be famous enough for somebody else to make a wikipedia page yeah, about that's, me. that's when i know i made it yeah i can't make it myself that's just lame that's right we'll make you one okay okay trade these guys aj you can make ours <laughs> and then we'll make yours and then we'll be like Woo-hoo, oh, what? i don't know where this came from how do these people they know all this stuff about me weird someone just knows us so well it's so great <laughs> um i know you've been doing the comedy in the park there in new york is that a weekly thing what events do you have coming up how can people see you live if they want to get out of the house those uh they would just have to follow me on instagram and twitter for those the comedy in the park things those are really spontaneous it's they, they book those like cool. the day before or the morning of sometime tune in and find out where in the park we're gonna yeah be. because it's that's rad. it's so weird it's weather dependent number one mm-hmm. to these different parks they have different rules there was yeah. one show that i was on where the park police they weren't even regular nypd it was just some <laughs> park police came and shut it down and they were like were they on horses? No. <laughs> you know, I got really We would have respected them a little more if they were, but they walked up on foot and told us we couldn't oh, have in the park. It's like, what kind of what rules are we breaking right now, man? But, no laughter. Yeah, those, sometimes I don't know until the morning of which park I'm going to be in, but it's going on at all different parks across uh, New York. Most of the shows that I'm in there run by Stand Up New York, which is one of the clubs that I perform at regularly. Well, you will again. Yeah, yeah, it'll come one day. I don't see it coming 
time in the very elite. I'm counting on it. I feel like I have so much to offer when this is all over. <laughs> it's just building up inside you. Beautiful. Are you ready to be complimented like you've never been complimented before? Yes. Um, I'm just gonna lay back right now. Ooh, do <laughs> it. Get cozy. Let it wash over you, and <laughs> you know, just feel the feels. It's okay to cry. AJ Foster, you have one of the most contagious laughs I've ever heard, besides Ron Funches, and <laughs> second only to Ron. <laughs> uh, your laughter is medicine, and I enjoy your easy spirit. You're also sharp as a fucking tack. So the talent is just there on the surface waiting to come out. Even when you're not on, you were on. And I respect that about you. you got them sneaky eyes that says you've been <laughs> scanning the area and you got some jokes about things. When other people leave, remind me to tell you. That's what your eyes say. And I like it. <laughs> it's the same. You're super talented on stage and off stage. You are just go with the flow. And it may have just been vacation mode you were on when we first met, but it's definitely an air about you that is so comfortable. You're just so easy to be around. And I feel like we are old friends and I am the most grateful human for having ever met you and gently kidnapped you. Thank you, Bon Bon. I do love that he calls you Bon Bon. That's the cutest <laughs> thing. I have to say, I have never clicked so fast with someone that felt like we were on an evil team together. <laughs> we were instantly snarky with one another like siblings. It was fucking instant weirdness. You're also the most strangely honest person when asked a weird question and I am an awkward weird question asker mm -hmm. it makes for the funniest conversations when you're put on the spot and other people would be like god she's so weird and you roll with it and you're like <laughs> hold my beer this is fucking weird and you give me an answer that's perfect even when we haven't talked for a while you're busy we're busy we're doing stuff we can send a quip to each other back and forth on instagram or whatever and just pick right back up where we left off and it's like we just talked yesterday and i love that about you you're just the most easygoing automatic friend i think i've met in like the last 10 years it's freaking awesome and i just love you <laughs> you're a cool guy you're just a cool totally. human. Love you guys. I, I just hope big ass cool things present Hell themselves yeah. at your door whenever you feel ready for them. Sometimes it's nice to just hear people saying, I do it because I love it. I don't expect a sitcom from it. That might be cool maybe someday if I mm -hmm. want it, if I'm ready, if it's organic if it feels good so i love that's, hearing that's that all, it's all about organic i don't i don't want anything forced whatever opportunity i need it's going to come to me when i'm ready for it comedy doesn't time out uh -huh. you know you're it's mm -hmm. not like you're 16 and you're aspiring to be a runway model and you only have <laughs> two more years of your life to be in this industry comedy yeah. ages well and becomes better and and fine-tuned and more crafted. And right. I would rather see for you something to where you have that comfortable presence that you give us, that that genuine, just easy flow that it just comes and people feel like they're hanging out with their friend and they're hearing great stories mm -hmm. about things that they relate to and see that be your story. That's just your style, totally. Please never change. I won't. You in person as a friend, you're fucking wonderful, but also like your comedy, your style of how you do things. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can't change. Maybe that's just what you're mm -hmm. made of, and that's fucking dope. It's me, yeah. It's it's the best. It's it's easier to just be myself rather than try to be this character that I'm not. In. It's so much work. Can you even imagine? Yeah, you get lost in there. Yeah, there has to be certain times where you just don't feel like turning it on. Like I don't have to turn. This I'm just myself. So. Mm -hmm. You're just a happy dude for the most yeah. part. I'm so glad you came on with us. This I, is the best. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. And I hope everyone tunes into your YouTube channel. It's one of my favorite yes. things is just to go on YouTube and search AJ Foster because you have so many relatable moments and they're spliced up. Like if you just want a chuckle or two, he's he's mm -hmm. got you. If you want like a whole show, 
he's got you. So everyone go check yeah. out AJ. Yay. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> AJ, we love you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And thank you for being on the You Are That podcast. Thank you. Love you we guys love too. You. I can't wait to get back out there. We can't wait. The world is <sighs> holding on with bated breath and they need you. I wish we could come see you yelling in a park. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to us today. we appreciate you today was such a great time full of laughs we hope you enjoyed our comedian friend 20 people are the best oh they really are and if you guys want to do more than just listen you want to join in right now we're doing a really fun activity where we're gonna have a future episode reading all of your embarrassing moments like the the back of those magazines shannon back in the night oh my god ym magazine had the say anythings, oh, it's like the mortified everythings. It's so good. We've got a handful to choose from, but we want a few more. So there's still time. Please send those in. You guys can contribute your embarrassing stories. And to do so, you just want to email us at no, you are that at gmail.com. You can let us know if you want to do it anonymously. If you want to make up some fake ass, hilarious names, feel free to do so. Totally. Or if you want to own up to that shit and just be like, Becky M from Ohio says, hey. Yeah. Wave your embarrassing flag or just, uh, you know, sheepishly tell on yourself. Whatever works out for you. If you guys want to play along, we also have Instagram, Twitter, both those options for you to see our upcoming guests, guess who they might be based on their super cute kiddo pics. And you can do that at No You Are That on both of those channels. Don't forget the no on there. And you can find us on Facebook as well. Just look up You Are That on Facebook. But there's also the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. That is where I like to hang out. I like to check out what you guys are doing with our quizzes. Also, if you guys want hot merch for your hot bods, you can go to youarethatmerch.com, put it on your bodies, send it as gifts. There's all kinds of cool nostalgic prints in there right now because we are obsessed with our childhood. It's too hot outside and you need a cold drink. There's mugs and stuff yeah, too. get it. Hide your whiskey yeah. during your Zoom meeting in a mug that yeah, looks like coffee. it's tea. Just kidding. Also, we have patreon.com forward slash you are that if you'd like to join and support our podcast monetarily. And if you do not want to put any dull hairs from your life towards our podcast, you can also help by doing what? You subscribe, tell a friend, rate us five stars, tell us what your cat's name is, doesn't matter. But that helps other people find us as well. Rate review wherever you can. Thanks for following along. We appreciate you all. Thanks. Bye. Why is my button not working? Oh, shit. Hang the on. The new hit song, Why Is My Button Not Working? <laughs> it sounds dirty, but <laughs> super not. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.